The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 62. Oh, you know it's Rate the Record because Savannah's audio just cut out in my headphones when she cheered at the beginning. Nothing changes. I barely even screamed this time. New episode, same old podcast, but it's not just a new episode. It's also a brand new season, season four. We're on the fourth one of these damn things. Oh my god, even some TV shows that I like haven't even touched into season four. So I feel like I'm more successful than the original run of Arrested Development. Didn't they? No, no, no I was going to think of a Original community. run. <laughs> okay, I didn't even watch Arrested Development, so I don't know. But hey, if so we're, since we're just as equally as popular as The Simpsons, season four was in their golden era, right? So I mean, we're in our golden era. So your golden era <laughs> host of the day are Chris and... Savannah. When I say golden era host, it makes it sound like we're way too old to do this. I'm like 75. This podcast has aged me far beyond my years. Yeah, I'm I'm geriatric and I haven't even hit 40 yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My back, ooh, hurting. But yes, that is us, and this is the Right to Record podcast. Welcome. Uh, if you've been here before, welcome back. Thank you for coming back for another season, hanging out with us from the Right to Record podcast. If you're brand new, we hope you enjoy what you see here on the podcast. You know, as we always try to bring up new things, or we don't always bring up new things. We always do because, I mean, that's what we do every single week. Savannah and I will choose a brand new record to listen to, uh, be completely at random of our own choice, maybe celebrating an anniversary, like some sort of special occasion. We also get plenty of requests. We got some requests for season four, and we're looking for more. So please send them by all means, though, do that. Regardless, we will listen to an album front to back. We will discuss it at length. We're going to rank the songs and then we rate, rate the, the record. record. I really hope that cut out. Woo-hoo-hoo. It did when he said woohoo, but rate the record was fine. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it's something about you cheering that Zoom doesn't care for. You know what? Normally, I am just straight faced, melancholy and somber. And then I try to put a little bit of life into my uh j- behavior on this show and it's just like no stop it stop yeah just, doing that. you go back to monotone whatever the hell savannah right all right that's fine sad but before we go any further uh something really important i gotta point out and uh it starts with our kofi.com slash rate the record link and i'm bringing that up first for a reason because i mean we push it all the time and we're just saying hey it's optional go check it out well we finally do have a shout out to give because we do actually have one of you out there who decided hey you know what i like these people enough to give them money yeah yeah so hey, welcome to the RTR Club, uh, just by the nickname Nick, which by the way, I, I like I don't know this person personally, but they have commented on many of our uh, new music reviews. So very much familiar with you. Thank you so much for donating. That's uh, it's awesome that you think that we deserve it. <laughs> ah, thank you very much. It's funny because when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, oh my, this is awesome. And then I decided that um, I'm terrified, thinking that somebody on like somebody's watching me. Right Someone now, likes you just enough to pay for it. Mm. 
That's scary. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. No, yeah, it, it's awesome. So thank you very much for helping us out with that and doing that. We hope that it, it is worth it in the end because we're doing everything yeah. we can for this channel and we're going to do more for Kofi. We have a lot more planned, especially with season four coming up now and everything yeah. like that. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to donate to, by all means, check out Kofi.com slash write the record. So that way you can join the RTR club as well. There are benefits to it. So go check the page out. It's all over there. And if you don't want to donate, but you still want to support the channel, no problem. Like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All of those things help us build the musical community that we've been trying to build forever and ever. And we're still building, still doing very well, but we can always do better. There's always better, right? On YouTube, we're we're still over 100 subscribers, and we took a bit of a break for the holidays. So thank you so much for sticking with us, even though there actually hasn't been a review video yet. So, yay, I hope it's yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't done an episode in over a month, and somehow we yeah. gained two subscribers over that on YouTube. So, hey, thank you very much. Very but, yeah, happy. so do all that. Help us build because bigger is better. So do all those things to help up the channel. Very much appreciated. And you can tell I'm still really rusty at this, too, because I'm just kind of like mumbling my way through. I'm like, where's my <laughs> spot in any of this anymore? That's how long this has been. And remember to follow us on our social media so you can find all the streaming links and everything like that and video link. Whatever the hell you need from us is all found at ratetherecord.ca. Go ahead and check that out. It's a neat looking little site. You can always find the request form there as well. If you want to request an album for the, the season, by all means, do it there. And you can also find the album giveaway link. There's a whole bunch of talk about in the beginning now because I realized how much we have to do. But yes, we are officially giving away albums now. We talked about that forever. We're over 100 subscribers. We're in January when this video comes out, which means we're giving away Radiohead's OK computer we, we released a, a, a whole video kind of going over the rules of this so you can go back and check that out or i mean if you're in the audio world go on youtube and check it out regardless there is a link and if you want to try to win that record for the month of january go ahead and do that and it changes every month we'll update you and yeah so free music why not yeah I had nothing to add other than that. Yeah, because I'm trying to find a way to make this all condense, and I'm terrible at this. But I think by like four or five episodes in, I'll be I'll be back on my game. It'll take a long time because I'm a slow man. That that is quite all right and quite apparent. So let's move on. I can dig it. So yes, episode sixty-two. Time to actually start talking about music and band and such. And today is my choice. And for the video viewers out there, ooh, I got something to show you. It's the vinyl copy of the Tea Party's nineteen ninety-seven album Transmission. Uh, the very first one I was introduced to, to uh, from this band. Like I know, like you know, Splendor Solace and Edges of Twilight uh, were out by uh, before that. But this was the one because I mean, I remember being what eight years old and. Uh, Temptation was on much music. It just debuted and that was badass and I loved it. So boom, that's how I fell in love with this little thing here. And to the video viewers, God, you got to see this final. This is pretty. Look at that. Like Blood red. red. Yeah, I don't want to take it out too much because it's a pain in the ass to put back in. That's like, that's like, like, um, oh, what, what is it? Like fruit punch red. Like, like the red food dye we were told not to have as children. Yeah, so to anyone with pica, you could probably chew on this record thinking it's Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend it, but at the same time, I'm not your parents. So, hey, you'll learn lessons the hard way. Yes. But anyways, yeah, we should probably start talking about the Tea Party because we've been rambling for a while. I've been figuring out how to intro this video properly. So, <laughs> because I chose today's album, let me tell you a little bit about the Tea Party in case you don't know. So the Tea Party, how many times can I say that in a whole day? They are a rock band with touches of industrial, psychedelic, prog, and blues, all in that kind of era of rock, that formed in Windsor, Ontario, Canada in 1990. The band consists of three members who have 
been the only full-time member since its inception. Jeff Burrows on drum, percussion, and auxiliary. Stuart Chatwood on bass, vocals, and a variety of string and key instruments. And finally, Jeff Martin on lead vocals, guitar, and another variety of string, string instruments, including the hurdy-gurdy. I had to point that one out because that's a badass medieval instrument. Weird. Uh, what is it? Also, I've seen him play the theremin and that's pretty cool too. Oh, and I, you can hear a theremin in this album too, in certain parts. Nice. Uh, the hurdy gurdy is like this big box thing that it, it's kind of like a sustained violin type thing, but you have to like crank a handle to kind of make it go. It's, it kind of sounds like a, like, like the, a very archaic version of a, an accordion. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's a really weird instrument. It's a medieval instrument. And they, people still play it today and they used it. I, don't know if in this particular album, but he plays it anyways. Cool, cool. Um, the band is also known for incorporating Middle Eastern and East Indian instrumentation into their music, which the press would eventually deem Moroccan roll. God damn, I love that pun. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I, I think that's clever. I really like it. Uh, the members had formed prior to the Tea Party, having played together many times throughout their high school years since they all came from Windsor, Ontario. They eventually settled on the name there is now, but not named after the Boston Tea Party, but some famous hash sessions of noted poets Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac, I think I said that right, and oh, William Jack Burroughs. Kera Jack Kerouac. Kerouac? Yeah. Cool. I, I, that's cool. I'm not dyslexic at all, and also I'm not wearing my glasses. I'm blind as shit. <laughs> William Burroughs, I can read that last name, though. They released their self-titled debut album under their own label, Eternal Discs, in 1991. Jeff Martin produced that album, would continue to do so throughout the band's entire career as a way of allowing the band to have full creative control over their work. They would eventually sign with EMI in 1993 and release their first official studio album, Splendor Solace, the next year. What a fantastic album oh, that was. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. I, I bet there's going to be a lot of people pissed off we didn't pick that or it's just a twilight to start. We picked Transmission. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I definitely mention uh, Splendor Solace in my review, but that's one out of all of them that I like the most, for sure. Rest assured, we will eventually touch on that. Like, we, we'll get into it. Like, there's no way we're going to ever skip through that. Hell yeah. Maybe their later stuff, but earlier stuff, not so much. Uh, so wasting no time, they would then release their second album, The Edges of Twilight, another fantastic album, a year later in 1995. After a successful run with those albums, followed by successful tours, they got to work on their third studio album, today's album, Transmission. It was released August 19th, 1997. It was recorded at Alchemical Studios in Montreal, Quebec, NRG Studios in Los Angeles, California, and Le Studio in Morin Heights, Quebec, which, yes, that's where Rush pretty much recorded almost every single album of their career. So it's their yeah. Abbey Roads. That's what like a lot of people refer to it as. Yeah, that's the one that uh, the Limelight video is that I'm pretty sure uh, that Tom Sawyer closer to the heart. They were all filmed Ish. like in that one same. I'm pretty sure it was all done on the same fucking day. <laughs> like really cool. It barely cool. looks like they changed or moved spaces. <laughs> um, so the album was released through EMI music Canada and was produced by Jeff Martin, as mentioned before the album continued to expand on the band's experimentation as they would use samples, sequencing and loops. This would give this uh, the sound more of an industrial and German bass feel to the music. The album deals with dystopian themes as well as the afterlife. So those are kind of the two big things it has going for it. The album hit number three on the Canadian album charts and number five on the Australian album charts. It went double platinum in Canada and also received a Juno in 1998 for rock album of the year. The only publication that I could find that actually reviewed this album, usually there's like a list of them we give. I can only find one. These are good friends at all music. They gave it a four. <laughs> they gave it a four to five. Shout out to anyone listening who uh, gets that reference. You've, that means you've been here a while. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, but yeah, they give it a four to five. So essentially they A-tiered it. So hey, look at them doing things. 
Uh, the album also produced five singles. Temptation, which was apparently the band's only U.S. chart entry at number 36. Uh, Babylon, which is likely one of the most ex- uh, experimental tracks they've ever done. Release, which was also used for the White Ribbon campaign. Psychopomp and Gyroscope. Gyroscope, I didn't know. Babylon, I definitely know. I've heard before. but oh, The, the video is uh... crazy, too. Have you seen the music video? No, I haven't. I've only seen Temptation. That's it. Uh, Babylon's infamous because uh, it, it, there's a lot going on and it's a single shot video. Like just there's no cuts and just like people are moving around doing things. And eventually at the end with Jeff Martin moving around everywhere, he's eventually like hanging from a cord on the ceiling, being lowered into Ooh, the Oh, maybe I have. It's, maybe it's a, I have. It is a fucking chaotic video. <laughs> oh, maybe I have. Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to go watch that again. But I mean, the the song is only two I minutes have. and fifty seconds long, so I mean, it's a yeah. short video. You can get it done in like less time yeah. it takes to take a shit or something like that. I don't yeah, know. but I I procrastinate. Supposing so for two minutes and fifty seconds. Hmm. Anyways, guess we'll go ahead and start talking about the album now because I was yes. a mouthful for me to say. So let's start with song number one, the first single from the album, "Temptation." Okay, so we're gonna start this off with a criticism because that's just who I am. Um, I think I would have preferred that sort of little intro part to just be like intro to the album and then have the song start how you'd hear the radio edits because they definitely cut that off. Um, having that attached to this song, like it doesn't really show up in the song at all. It's not touched upon at the end. It just kind of screams, Hey, we're the tea party. Remember us? We sound like this. And then they go into something that doesn't sound like that. So I just thought it would make more sense to be like a separate, you know, 30, 40 second track. But I mean, it doesn't give like, it doesn't, um, deter me from listening to the song at all just an observation oh no you know i I was just gonna add on to that uh, with the uh, with the intro not that i dislike it and i'm fine with it because like i feel like it's a good mood setter to kind of like introduce you to the story a little bit although i kind of wish it didn't loop twice like because it just plays that one section then does it again it's like if you just played the once that would have been fine because i mean realistically temptations like two and a half minutes but mm-hmm. with the, with the with the uh, the guitar beginning there, it's like almost three and a half minutes. So like, if you just cut it down a little bit, you'd have like a good punchy three minute song. Okay, good because that make that makes sense for uh, my. I thought this was a longer song because I always look at the total time and I'm like, that seemed a lot shorter than three minutes. That's probably why because I didn't take into account the the little intro bit. But yeah, um, yeah, I I honestly have nothing really bad to say about this song um aside from that intro bit like i said doesn't really put the song in a detriment or anything um i have listened to this entire album um like decades ago when it came out because my dad would always drive around with us listening to new albums in the car and this happened to be one of them um but i actually heard something new this time and i'm I don't know why it's surprising to me that this happens, but I think it might be the keyboard that is like scaling during the chorus. And like, I've never heard that before. And it's only like, I don't know if it's my headphones, if my ears are just a little more finely tuned to it, but I heard that went, fuck, this sounds cool. I like this. So I'm glad that I find something new in something old. Well, that's kind of the best part about like 
sitting down listening to, to it critically, like you'll pick up on layers that you often wouldn't hear unless you listen to it like 25,000 times. Yeah. So it's especially in headphones, too, if you have a good pair of headphones. And I don't know if on Spotify, if this is like the remastered album, because I know that they did like the 20 year anniversary thing in uh, back I in 2017. I was thinking that it, it didn't like specify. So I was like, there's no way that I've missed this every time I've heard this song, but I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I because have. like even on Spotify, like Edges of Twilight, uh, they have a whole separate like deluxe remix album or not remix, mm-hmm. but remastered album, like separately from the original. So, I mean, do you think they'd have it for this one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't mind the guitar in the beginning. I think it builds good into what we eventually get in the, the heavier portion of it too. And a fun little fact, that little drum sample before the actual real drums kick in is actually yeah. uh, a sped up drum sample of Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks. Really? Yes. And then it made sense. So then I listened to him like, oh yeah, that is just sped up. So I love that. that they're sampling all over this album too. So that's definitely a new direction for them. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, the synth in the chorus that kind of closely follows the vocal melody too. I really like that. I think it's a really solid layer to the track and it really adds like emphasis to the melody too. So it kind of gives you a little mm-hmm. more to like go along with in the song. Really enjoyed that. And also there's a lot, a lot of noise in the track that sounds like a combination of like string scraping and old radio noises that are having like kind of in the background. It's one of those things you'd have to listen to multiple times to like really pick up yeah. on. And I, I don't know, like I, I guess I didn't notice that before because again, like I mainly heard this through like TVs or radios or anything like that. So it's like not going to be the best ideal sound. Yeah. Hearing yeah. In my headphones, I heard that and I really like those layers because it just kind of adds more tension, like a bit of an unease listening to the track. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can't recall if it was this track or one coming up, but it is sort of like a, a muffled sort of scrapey. I assume it was just like a muffled screaming, like maybe screaming words or something, but I don't know. I might know what you're talking about, but we'll, you, yeah. you'll have to tell me when we get there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows if I even wrote it down. Lovely. Um, my, <laughs> it's not like I've been doing this over a year. Hell no. Um, I, I guess really my, my last note to note is I really like how deep the drums sound. I think this song out of all of them is an awesome opening track to the album. And I can't think of anything else that I would put here that would beat having temptation just right into it. Well, cause and I'm it, glad that it was a popular single as well. Just, yeah. Yeah gets you right there it's a good radio friendly track and i mean like it, yeah. it, it's heavy it has a like a really good amount of energy it's not that long at all so i mean like you don't have to sit through like a five minute track to get the best parts of it like again if you take out that guitar in the beginning it's like two and a half minutes mm-hmm. or something along the lines of that like it's kind of like babylon where it's just like without that piano outro at the end of babylon which we'll talk about later like it's only like a two minute 42 minute 50 second song like it's it's really short yeah but yeah temptation has a great catchy hook too just great writing all over the track but man that hook in the chorus just screaming temptation i love doing that live <laughs> when uh i saw them when i saw i saw them live uh last year i believe it well, yeah last year uh as concerts were kind of coming back into things and they were playing at the sound of music festival in burlington so i went yeah. there and uh he was jet lagged because they just got him from australia but <laughs> my god wow. jeff he still put on a great show um, and it's funny that you say that you've seen them because I, I definitely could have been a little bit more prepared. Um, if you can tell, um, I don't know if you can, I really should have taken it off the wall. Um, oh, it doesn't go up that far. Nope. Well, anyways, 
up above my Megadeth poster, I have a small photo of all three of them that they have signed. Uh, I didn't meet them, but I did purchase it already signed. Uh, and the first time I saw them, they were playing with Edwin in 1998. And I was ooh, Edwin's nine. prime just after he left uh, uh, I Mother Earth. Exactly. And uh, for for that birthday, I, I ended up with an Edwin CD and a Discman. Was no Tea Party sp- CDs. Was it the uh, Spin Around the Sun album? Of course it was. Yep. Good album. Good album. Most, Could have did that one on the show eventually. I don't think it's on our schedule, but I might have to fit it in somewhere. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I dig it. All right. We'll move on now uh, to song number two, Army Ants. Uh, this one just starts with a really cool drum groove in the track. Like, I love the kick drum pattern. I think it's really cool, especially like because there's like a couple different layers of it, like more of a kind of like a crunchy, distorted layer and then just the clean drums. So I like mm-hmm. how they kind of go back and forth that just I don't know. This one started out really good. Um, so I wasn't really sure about the song at the beginning. I know that I've heard it before. Again, I've heard this album, but it's one of those ones that you're listening to going, what the hell am I listening to? I think because I just didn't expect it to be so different than the older tea party that I'm more familiar with. Um, that guitar riff is just fucking running in my head as I am talking right now. It is, it is growing on me like mold. Like I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I had to go back and rewrite my review because when I listened to it again, I was like, yeah, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. It's, it's infesting you like ants essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I found that the guitar riff kind of, it sounds shaky. Like it's, I I don't know. Maybe it's just, it seems like a wobbly wheel on a car. (laughs) It's like you can drive. That's fine. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Um, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Uh, yeah, there's there's some more to it, but uh, I don't want to steamroll going on the wheel analogy. Don't want to steamroll uh, well, your review. So the cool part about that riff too is that uh, through the verses, the bass is actually playing that riff. So they just kind of like pass it off. So it's just constantly going through the entire song. Ooh, maybe and that's it, why I don't really hear the bass. And I, I do like it. I think it's a cool choice that they did that because it does a great job of like, you know, changing the intensity while playing the same riffs. Cause obviously the guitar is like really sharp on it. And then the bass just kind of has it run into the background softly enough while like everything else is happening. So that's really cool. I like that. One, one thing I noticed too, like, um, as I mentioned before, like the tea party's known to dabble in prog rock, not all the time, but they do. Uh, this song is in four, four, which is not very proggy at all, but uh, yeah. it, it's built on this. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a three, three, two phrasing. So it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three. Cause it still adds up to eight in the end. Yeah. There's a name for it. I don't know what it's called, but I really like that they used it in this one. It, it was, it, sometimes I catch these things. I just enjoy it. That's probably why it sounds so wobbly to me. Yeah. It doesn't sound straight. One, two, three, it sounds one, two, three, like one, two, one, ah. two, one, two, three, one, two, because it still adds up to four, four in the end. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Ah, see, I know when something's like off, I just not sure what it is. So I'm, I'm glad that I was on to something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other notes I really have for this one is like, uh, I love the in, in the intense pre-chorus section of like the no one will feel you, no one will hear you. Like, I really like that. Super intense. And there's also like a lot of noise behind the riffs while Jeff's like screaming and everything like that and just adds a yeah. really good punch to it. So I, I really like how heavy that hits. That's the earworm that's in my head right now is no just him screaming. Yeah. And feel you. Well, go away. Oh, my God. Oh, it's good, though. Guy's got some power in his voice. Oh, my God. I 
I do like the drums. Um, there's a part where he's like tapping the ride bell and then going to the floor toms and then hitting that. And I really like the contrast between like the high and the low. I think that's cool. Um, if you listen to it, it's very obvious. It's not hidden at all, but I really, really enjoy that. Um, but I feel like this song, well, I guess really that that point is moot since we spoke about it in the last song. And oh, um, the last two songs, I don't really care that they don't fade out, that they just end quickly. But this one specifically, it felt like it was like a millisecond too short. Like it just it felt clipped at the end and it felt like an abrupt ending. Now, I don't know if that was done on purpose to create some sort of like feeling about it, but it definitely created a feeling in me. Like I was listening to a song and someone just yanked the headphones off me. I was like, Hey, what the hell, man? But aside there, from that, it was a good song. There's a song coming up that kind of does that to me, and it, it it's it's baffling how the song ends. I was I was kind of confused by it. I didn't yeah. write it down, but I know what it is. So if I remember to mention it, I will. Yeah, because like, I'm I'm thinking about it right now, so I know exactly what it is. Um, the, yeah, the only other thing I have to say for the song uh, is that I kind of like what you said with, with the drums and what you kind of liked about it. I did write that I'd like all the extra percussion, especially in the chorus. Yeah, uh, I love the additional textures that it brings because again, they're using like a lot of like ethnic instruments as well. So like, it just kind of brings out more flavor in the song. I really like mm-hmm. it. It sounds good, and I, I don't know. This is all one of those non-singles that I've always kind of really enjoyed. Hmm. Agreed. Good it's stuff. Mold. When you first started the review, I it sounded like you were you were gonna like shit on the song. You're like, oh, this isn't exactly one of the songs. Blah blah. Oh god, she's gonna hate it. Yeah. Well, like I didn't like it at the beginning. I was like, eh. And then as I'm listening to it more and having fucking earworm, I'm like, okay, there's something on. Like, I'm onto something maybe. So I should listen to it again. Give it a give it a good chance. So. Well, I mean, this is the first of what I believe to be their more radio friendly albums. Like, obviously, you know, like songs like Save Me made it to the radio from like older projects and everything like that. And uh, I'm blanking on the other single, the other really big one they have. Regardless, they have plenty of big songs that have made it to radio. But this is the first album where like things were more radio friendly. So they were easy to catch on to. Their songwriting had obviously changed slightly, not not entirely, but slightly. Yeah. I mean, that's why you're going to get a lot of these earworms. It happens a lot in this album. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, just read one of my points off of this next song because it definitely piggybacks off what you were saying, what you're just saying. Song number three, (laughs) Uh, this is what the tea party started to sound like closer to the turn of the millennium, a little more digital programming and strings, which is totally fine. This just feels like an appetizer before triptych came out in 1999. So definitely on the same, uh, same idea. I know a lot of people fell off when Heaven Heaven Coming Down came out. Yeah. I like that song. I still yeah. do to this day. And then I heard them play it live at Gage Park, not Gage Park, uh, uh, Burlington Sound of Music Festival, whatever. I can't remember yeah. the name of the park. Regardless, uh, I still like it. It's super catchy, super fun. So, I mean, why not? Took me too long to realize that it was a cover. Heaven Coming Down, really? Yeah, it's a cover. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but it's definitely a cover. I wasn't too big on the messenger. I didn't like that single that much. <laughs> Got a letter from the messenger. 
Yeah, I think no, it is Heaven no. Coming Down that is the cover. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never even heard that. Uh, yep. But yes, we. Uh, your note is on song number three, Psycho Pomp. As I kind of whispered yes. on my phone there. <laughs> um, I do love the acoustic tone in this one. Very clean, very crisp. So it's very nice to have that kind of moving forward in the beginning. My biggest gripe with this song is that the vocals, the processing of the vocals sound a little dry. It seems like a little flat in the mix because most okay. songs will use like reverb or echo or something like that to fill out the voice a little more and make it sound more full. Whereas yeah. this one was like flat, like right in the mix. Like you, you can hear the emptiness around his voice in between yeah. layers. It's like his head is close to you and he's whispering it into your ear. Yeah, and like all the bands, like all the way the hell over there and stuff like that. So I mean, like, <laughs> I just imagine you sitting, like, <laughs> so it's the recording or the um, like the recording room or whatever. So you have the uh, like the console and the producer sitting there, and you're sitting next to the producer. You got the glass, and they're performing in there. But Jeff Martin standing in like the room with you, like just singing behind you, and the band's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> You know, you're not far off, not not specifically for the tea party, but I mean, there are plenty of bands in the studios where like the bands have to play in a separate room. Sometimes the guitarist will play in the same room, but in the where the board is, they usually yeah. have a microphone. It's like sometimes they'll have a booth, but sometimes they'll have the microphone right there in the mixing thing and just oh. do it there. So maybe he did. Interesting. Interesting. Assuming that I, I don't think they all played together, though. I think they did like the separate recording things unlike other bands. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, though, the, the mix kind of felt flat on the vocal, so it kind of bothered me a little bit. Okay. Uh, I didn't notice that at all. Um, but then again, I don't notice a lot of things. Um, so the piano riff in the song, I swear to God, it haunts me in my dreams. It It is one of those, I don't remember the the title of this song. They're so, how the fuck am I supposed to remember the title of the song? Because it's I really, weird. It's just like psychopomp. I wish that they would name their songs like Friends names their episodes. The one with the slow, catchy piano. That's it. And then I would know which one it is. But what if a band's I like, done that? Oh, I would fucking love, I would love that. It'd be so easy. This one's slow. This one's fast. Um, I've, I've always liked the song, whether I remembered what it was called or not. Um, I really like that the acoustic drums came in halfway through the track. I think it's a, it was a good idea and like added that intensity and that sort of what crescendo that the song needed sort of in the middle closed, like closer to the end. Cause I, I think the whole song would have been kind of boring if it was just slow, like it was at the beginning through the whole thing. Well, considering, yeah, it's a five minute, 17 second song like that just yeah. that would have been too much, but yeah, that pickup in the middle is oh, I was great. where the liveliness kind of happened, which is good. I don't mind the quiet uh, beginning, obviously, but yeah, you're right. Like this song would have really been affected by a five minute, just repetitive, slow thing like that. So yeah, I like the building of it. Yeah. Um, there's also a verse in there. I don't know if it's the second or third, but um, the bass gets really creative with this composition as well because it's it sounds like it's just kind of bouncing everywhere. It's just like boom, boom, like boom, that kind of pattern of playing. I can't mm -hmm. remember the exact notes, but I really liked it. I thought it was a nice, fresh touch, like it was something different to hear. So I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, this song doesn't feel like it's five minutes. I'll say that much. Like the intensity and passion in the five minute uh, like made it really worth it uh to get through the rest of this track so that that was good i i'm slowing down right now because i'm just remembering this is the song i was going to mention the uh the weird abrupt ending 
Oh, really? With with, with the, the piano and everything like that, because it just kind of like the piano is the last thing you hear as the song is kind of yeah. trailing out. And this ends on like this weird note that's not exactly a cliffhanger note either. It's just like he forgot to play how to play the song and just hit one wrong note. He's like, fuck it, I'm done. I never even noticed. I actually was like, oh, okay, it's over. Cool. Yeah. And I, also the piano felt kind of a little flat in the mix too. Like kind of like how I felt about the vocal. So I don't know, just maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my headphones. I don't know. But what I was listening to, it just, that's what I got out of it. Um, I did know that I did like that the guitar fades out at the end to let the piano sort of finish the track. But I think it would have sounded nicer if it was just the piano. I feel like the guitar kind of went on a little long in comparison to how long the solo piano was. I don't know. It just, it seemed like it was, it was just grasping on and they're like, no, no, like turn down your amp. And he's like, no, no, I gotta, I gotta keep going. So that, that was kind of noticeable. I still gave it four apples out of five oranges though. So it's a lot of fruit. It, it is. I'm diabetic. I can't have that much in a day. <laughs> everything okay, fine. sucks oh, i give it um five sugar-free apples <laughs> like, does that four, exist? i was gonna say four loaves of bread and i was like shit i'm going the wrong way i'm also celiac you bitch <laughs> leave my digestive tract alone it's already dealt with some oh. shit no pun intended over the last oh. couple of years oh my god you know what i'm just gonna shut up and just wait till the next song <laughs> Uh, yeah, clever transition pun, ha funny gyroscope song number four. I don't know how the hell to... my brain's spinning like a gyroscope. I don't fucking know. The beginning is something will come up. I'll make a pun eventually. <laughs> yeah, like at the end, and then just like insert it when you edit. Um, the beginning is like mosquitoes in my ears. I feel like it made more sense as the song went on, but in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's too much. <laughs> I don't know. I like that kind of atmospheric, like add like those touches, those like ambient touches. It kind of gives you uh, more theater of the mind. And at least for me, it does because it gives you more to work with just before the music kicks in too. So I like it. Yeah, exactly. Theater of the mind. Mosquitoes. I was thinking that I was camp, but it bothered you. (laughs) It did. I feel like it was a similar temp, a similar tempo to temptation um it kind of felt similar but then immediately i was like oh this is definitely something else for sure yeah and actually this song reminds me of uh another tea party song it's one of the ones i can't remember the name of for some reason even though i I really like the song it's off of an older album uh i don't remember which one oh it's one of the older ones though uh i know song titles oh hold on hold on I know the damn The Bazaar. That's what it is. That is, yes, that uh, is. The Bazaar. Yeah. Okay, thank, yeah. well, thank you for starting that. <laughs> but uh, Gyroscope kind of yes. reminds me of that, like just kind of like a like a different version of it. But regardless, I still like it. It has awesome groove once the drums kick in. It's a very, very bouncy kind of beat and everything like that. Love it. Uh, and the way that the guitar and the bass are like super tight together while they're playing through the verses is so audibly pleasing to me. I really, really like that, especially since they're staccato notes. So like nothing's like sustained. So sounds fantastic. I really like that. Um, I felt that like Army Ants uh, upon the first listen, there was just something in this that sort of felt off. And I don't know if it's like the vocal phrasing or if it's like an odd time signature. I definitely can't put my finger on it. Um, But 
like our man's, the more I listened to it, the more it started to grow on me, perhaps not as much. Um, but uh, I find it very difficult to describe what the hell it is that I'm listening to because of all of the like auxiliary instruments and different sounds that they include in their music. Like some of it, if it's like a sitar, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a sitar. And other stuff, I'm like, uh, this sounds great, but I cannot even imagine what the hell they're playing at all. I just want to know if the hurdy-gurdy was in this album at all. I don't know. I should have looked at the album notes and I didn't. I, I just saw on Wikipedia <laughs> that they have it in their like overall career. I'm just like, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting well, instrument. Uh, but yeah, like here. this song is like less than three minutes long and it definitely packs a punch within that time. So I don't know. I really liked it. Like I kind of quick to the point, got everything out that it needed to, didn't feel the need to go overboard and everything like that. So I really enjoyed this one. Uh, my last note uh, definitely piggybacks on your last one. The song didn't even give me enough time. I need more time. <laughs> I don't know. It was good and fast and everything like that. It was energetic, heavy. And like, by the time it was done, I was just like, served. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a meal of appropriate size. Yeah. It's like a to-go snack. It's like kind of like you, you buy like a small wrap and then you just kind of go out. You can eat it with one hand as you're walking. You know? Like <laughs> it's one of those. Fair enough. Deals. Fair enough. Why do our analogies always come down to like food and stuff? Why does it always have to be like this? I I have no idea. Um, I like food and I eat everything. You can't eat anything, so that's probably why. Hey, that's not true. I can eat things. <laughs> I can eat I can eat a crown of broccoli, thank you. That's fine. Dip it in a little ranch sauce, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty then. See all of our food analogies. A- anyone out there, please make a compilation of all the times we've ever mentioned food and just call us a bunch of pigs or something like that. It'll work. I- I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, I guess I will, as long as it's in good good humor. Talking about food again, you better sound the alarm <laughs> song number five. Alarm. <laughs> I like that. I like it. That like I wish you would have said it with like a southern twang. Ring I- the alarm. I, I think a lot of the best deliveries to jokes, especially deadpan like that, are like in the style of Stephen Wright, who is just like the most deadpan, like no tone comedian ever. And he, it just always hits. Somehow it always works. But so I just want to make it sound like dead and boring. But yeah, song number five, Alarm. Here we are. So it might be, what is Whoa, with you my are, camera? Didn't you get new Stro- light and everything? Strobe lights. Yeah, I got to figure out the white my balance. That's all it is, that. the white and auto balance. Yeah, well, I have a feeling I have to download an app to fix fix my camera. It's cool. it's one of the things on the list. That's why but, mine's always stationary. Uh, mine is not. Thank, <laughs> yes. Thank you, everybody who had I'm to better. just watch that happen. Don't worry, we'll um, use that Kofi donation money to buy a new camera. <laughs> No, it's just the education to fix it. Anyways, getting back to what I was saying, it might be because I like the Tea Party's first album, but this song really brings me back to that, but with like some modern tweaks. Now, when you say first Um, album, do you mean the self-titled or Splendor Solace? Splendor Solace, because I didn't know that the self-titled even existed. It wasn't like Splendor Solace was the first studio album, but yes, there is the self-titled. So when you say first album, I just want to make sure which one you were talking about. Well, I also thought that this album, uh, Transmission, was their fourth album because I consider Al- I'll consider Alhambra as one, but I don't even know if that's an EP. Uh, I think that was just a bunch of like acoustic versions of older songs. Oh, 
I didn't even know that. I thought that was a full length album. So, yeah, and actually, ah. I, I think that there might even be acoustic versions of some of the songs on this album on that one too. I can't remember. I was reading about it though. So, interesting. Well, Splendor Solace is the one I'm speaking of, and uh, I like it. And the other songs that you have mentioned, the bass, I have not heard it. I have not heard bass at all until this song. So I really? made note of it. Yeah, maybe it just fit in very well and it didn't stick out or it really just sort of cruised with the song. But this one, it was finally audible because it was like more center stage and I liked it enough to make note of it. So I think it fits the song real well. Like the bass isn't as forward in the mix, but at the same time, like it is it is noticeable. Like I Mm -hmm. without even trying to hear it, like I was I heard it like. Really? I kept hearing like the bass drum, which really took a lot of my attention. So maybe it was playing really well with the drums and all I was really hearing was the drums. So. Well, and also uh, Stuart Chatwood's not exactly like an 80s rock bassist where he's just like writing one note for the whole song. Like he seems like a really talented, like awesome bassist. Like he seems like he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So I mean, like he's probably just doing a bunch of shit that you weren't not expecting. So therefore, maybe you're just missing it. Maybe you're hearing a few like low notes. You're like, oh, there he is, but he's not doing much. But meanwhile, he's like up here too. So. Yeah, yeah. I I've definitely seen him. Well, obviously, I've seen them live, and it's kind of like Getty Lee, where it's like the bass keyboard sort of doing yeah, everything at too, once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is I think is like super impressive. Yeah, you got a lot of a uh, a lot of uh, responsibility on your plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're still talking about alarm, and I'm still thinking about that pun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, it, it was, there was a great groove between the drums and the bass on this one in the verses, so I really enjoyed that part of it. It's really cool. Um, a really intense performance by Jeff Martin on this track too. Like when he gets screaming, like on this track in particular, I can imagine him like passing out a couple times in the studio. Oh shit! Like, because he screams a lot on this album, but the thing is, like this song, there's something about it where it seems so much more intense. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm willing to bet, like, I, not that necessarily that he passed out, but I, I'm, it probably took a toll on him because it's, it's really up there. He's really belting out. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mentioned more of the, yeah, I guess more of the guitar. Um, the guitar makes me feel like I'm floating in a dream. And then the chorus, I'm like aggressively yanked back down to earth and I actually kind of like that. It's sort of kind of polarizing and that's pretty cool. Um, I did notice that there's some panning on the guitar, but it's so minimal that it just it adds to that sort of floaty, dreamy kind of feel. And I think that was sweet. Or as the kids say, don't sick. don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the kids now say. Well, we we literally just had this towards the end of season three where you were talking about the dab me up thing. And I, I made a joke about a bingo dabber because we're fucking old. Oh, my God. OK, so just well, a little updating this story. <laughs> yeah, just a, a little side note here. So uh, when I when I ever talk about uh, the kids, they're actually my partner's teenagers. Um, so they were talking recently. They're like, oh, something's cracked. And I look I look to him. I'm like that means bad. And they're like, no, no, that means good. And I look back going, I have no idea what they're talking about. 
talking about? I've not heard that song either. Yeah, I try so hard and I have no idea. I'm just going to stick with cool and awesome. I'm going to stick with groovy and trucking (laughs) and word and surf ups and whatever. (laughs) All that kind of old man bullshit. Oh, Lord. Y'all damn kids and your, uh, I, I don't even know what it's like. And the thing is, I scroll TikTok a lot, too. You think I'd be more caught up on some of this? It took me a long time to figure out what the fuck sus was before that was a huge thing. Oh, you're sussy. And it's like, I'm what? <laughs> That's just short form for suspicious. Yeah, is it, it is. Not? But just like, well, because that came from like the, the, the Among Us game or whatever, which yeah. I have not played that either. So Yeah, me neither. Grandpa Chris over here just wagging his finger. Play the Sega Genesis, kids. <laughs> Play what I played. Go play Gunstar Heroes. Best game ever. Oh, my God. Uh, So the only other note I have about the song, instead of being an old man, uh, I felt like the chorus kind of felt flat. uh, It missed the mark production-wise, I think. Um, Because I listened to it on a few different platforms because I had to be certain. Maybe it was just Spotify. Maybe it was one thing or another. Mm -hmm. Each time, like, it felt like just a little flat and a little too drum-heavy. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. The mix felt a little off to me. There wasn't like enough density in what could have been a really epic chorus, like towards mm-hmm. the end of the song I'm talking about. But or actually no, in any of the chorus in the song really. But still, like it's unfortunate. I still like it, but at the same time, just it it, it affected what could have been a, an even better song. So I was a little let down by it in a way. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot I did like about it. Um. Okay. Incoming food analogy. Uh. The way that you describe (laughs) the way that you describe certain things, it's like you're eating like a fine dining meal and you're like, oh, I like how this matches with this. And this was good, but you could have done that. And I'm like, I'm hungry. Give me food. (laughs) And every time that you sort of describe the production or this sounded flat or this sounded like, you know, up or down or sideways. I'm just sitting there going, I'm just glad to have gotten anything. <laughs> yeah, I, but I learned something. So it's good. You gave me canned chili and I wanted the five alarm chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this doesn't have beans in it, but I'll eat it anyways. Thank you. I was hoping that I could fit in at least two more alarm puns before the end of this. Nah, nah you're going to have to release That was the, the last puns. one, and now we're going to move on. I have to release it now. Yeah, I already said it. When you edit this, you'll know that I said it first. I'll just silence you, and I'll say it first. It's fine. <laughs> I have the power. I have both audio, both video, everything. <sighs> I'm the better fine. host. That's fine. I'll start releasing the the uh, the behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Yeah, you have to be behind me, like, recording me with the camera while I'm editing, so that way it's, like, super meta. <laughs> I was thinking just just releasing mine, but yeah, yeah, definitely a break That's in your it. house. <laughs> All right, song number six, another single on the album, Release. I don't think I like this one as much as I thought I might, because I do remember liking it when it came out, but I I don't know if I like it as much. I mean, I don't hate it, um, but uh, it does sound very cinematic from the start. And I really do enjoy that. So that's a plus. Um, I'm going to try to remember this off the top of my head because I was reading about it. And it's not a whole lot to read about. But um, so I mentioned in the beginning of this review that release was used in what's called the White Ribbon Campaign. And what mm-hmm. the White Ribbon Campaign is, it's a, it's a collective, like a movement uh, amongst men and boys to end violence against women and 
girls, essentially. Uh, So, like, there's a positive message behind that. And the song was written when Jeff Martin was, I believe, watching a documentary about, like, women's rights in certain areas of the world and how, like, men can be abusive and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, the song was written as an apology to women. Oh, uh, so, I mean, just take that as you will, which is, I mean, it's fine. Like, lyrically, the song is fine. And when you listen to the lyrics, do you really start to understand that? But just, yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't think the song did too well sound-wise, I guess, because, like, I don't know, it was really minimal in what it can offer. Like, if we're yeah. talking outside of lyrics now, I mean, just instrumentally, it's like, there's, it feels like it's kind of building up a little bit, but, like, there's no real payoff, so it kind of feels just like, you know, like a like four and a half minute, just kind of drone in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the hook at the end is uh, is catchy. I want you to be free. Like we all know that. It's fine. Yeah, lighters up at the concert. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Like, <laughs> but yeah, just like the hook's fine. And everything like that. But other than that, just like this one doesn't really do it for me either. Like lyrically, it's nice. Instrumentally, it does sound nice, but just it's kind of like it's the last song on the a side of the album too so i mean maybe this is just kind of like the slow transition into the b side there's like this wind chime thing that ends every vocal phrase during the verse quietly but yes i hear it (laughs) and in the chorus and it is used far far too much there are a couple times where it is strategically placed like a half beat later. So when I hear that or when I anticipate it coming up, I'm like, oh, good. It's goddamn it. There it is. And fucking I hated it. It's like that's all I could focus on. And it just ruined it for me. And again, I don't know if it's something that I didn't notice before or if, like you said, maybe it was like a remastered something. I I cannot listen to the song without just just focusing on that and going, just go away. Go if it was during the verse fine keep it out of the chorus first chorus and then cut it for the rest of the song but it's just through the whole fucking song and i found that really irritating but aside from that song's not too bad (laughs) it was just like oh i could not get past it that's all i could hear so in a nutshell your review is fuck this song not bad but fuck this song (laughs) yeah i mean like i would listen to it again but i would listen to it um you know, like through some speakers or something where it's not right in my ears because it's just, it's too much. It's uh, so irritating. You got to get those old, like, I, actually, I have them, like those old towering speakers are like three feet tall. Yeah. I actually have those with my record player in the other room there. And so that, because it's like, I'm pretty sure that Stuart Chatwood using like the bass pedals and the keys and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Because like just playing guitar and like there's percussion. So it's Stuart's, I don't hear any bass. So that's definitely. Yeah him doing the pedals i can only imagine how like rumbly that must be in like really big speakers mm, maybe but if i can hear it in those big speakers i'm just gonna yeet yeet those speakers right out the window that means throw aggressively i learned that there's something wrong with you there is a lot wrong with me i don't know why it took you this long to even point that out yeah but now you just have this like zoomer syndrome which is arguably worse than anything else you could possibly have <laughs> not debatable i just want to belong (laughs) well you gotta man i can't even think of like joking slang to use at this point i'm just remembering slang that when i was in high school 
We're just going to look past me now and go to song number seven, Transmission, the title track yes. of the album. Uh, upon first listen, I actually feel like this song would have been a good album closer. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you didn't say no. Um, for some reason, I feel like with the intro that it has, I thought that this song might end up being a higher tempo song. Um, I don't know, maybe some sort of contrast. Um, no, it it wasn't at all. But it, like again, no detriment to it. I mean, I'm trying to think and like, I don't necessarily agree or disagree that this could be an album ender. Like I can see mm -hmm. why you would say that, but I don't know if it would necessarily fit. I kind of like yeah. how this opens up side B of the album. So that works. I think that works out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The opening of this track has always felt unsettling to me because you get this like this feedback that sounds like it's coming through like a small speaker or something like that. And then you have this like nearly indecipherable like foreign voice that makes it feel like you're listening to this like strange transmission in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And just like you're kind of sitting there like alone, like alone in a tent, like in the middle of nowhere. And then you just hear that coming through like your walkie talk. And you're like, uh, <laughs> what is that? I'm trying so hard to imagine what it is your list or like what it is you're talking about in the song. But all I can fucking think about is that fucking guitar rip from riff from Army Ants. So I'm just I'm trying really hard to remember what this song sounds like. But this whole album might as well just be that fucking riff. So at this point, if Army Ants isn't number one on your list, like your head is like your hemispheres are just like either split too far or they're trying to like mash into each other. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just going to stay silent because one, I don't want to ruin it. Two, I don't want to admit that there is definitely something wrong with me. So I, I <laughs> thought you were I thought you were just simply dissociating and ignoring me. I was, yes. Right now I am on a beach in Tahiti. Wonderful. Eating. Come back to Earth. We have to review an album. We're halfway through. Ah, oh, my God. I found that this song really didn't offer me much in way of variety. Um, it didn't really, like, spice anything up, really, um, at least to me. Uh, I do wish that... Oh, this was my point earlier on. Um, I wish that I had heard the bass guitar some more. Uh, it does feel like it's kind of buried deep and I hear much more of the bass drum than anything. Um, and uh, the muffled vocals in the back sound great. Uh, it adds to the feeling and I really liked that. So, I mean, maybe that's variety, uh, but anything else, I didn't really feel like it, it gave me too much. I think the song had some of the most variety on the album. Yeah, they, well, that's... Like through a lot of percussion and the ethnic instruments that they used and just like how there were portions of the song where they didn't really rely on the drums that much and there was just kind of like its own little thing going on. I really like that because I really like how they experimented with that like Moroccan style of composition because um, like all the sound like all the sound textures and layers that they threw in just kind of like worked and just everything was kind of just like everywhere but it wasn't too much i don't know there's a lot i liked it there was a lot to take in and experience from it at, mm -hmm. like at many different times in the songs too because obviously then you had like more rock oriented portions as well so i don't know i, I felt like there was a lot more to take in from this track maybe you're just thinking of army ants <laughs> oh my god that's all that's there man that's it and i know that like for the rest of the night and all of tomorrow, it's just going to be in there. Can oh. you make that that guitar riff, just that riff, your ringtone? And I'll call you every five minutes of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that you think that my ringer has been on at least once in the last five years. 
I only have it on when I'm at work and at all the other times it's silent or on vibrate. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't put it on silent because I'm too anxious. Vibrate. That's it. That's all. Fair enough. I, I have to obviously with work. I mean, my yeah. boss calls. I kind of have to answer the phone. <laughs> but do you really? But do you really? Probably. It, it could be not detrimental, but it's probably not good if I don't. Fair. And now Fair. that this is. Now this this will be out in the internet and he might be able to see this. Then <laughs> he's be like, "Oh, now I'm going to call him to make sure." I, yeah. I'm really just wasting time because I don't have much to uh, to say about the the last song. I I feel uh, we have polarizing opinions. That's just a, a feeling that I have. Um, but but yeah. So. Well, I only really have one more point, anyways. And yeah, this song is another one of those ones over like five minutes. I think like the average song of this album is like four and a half minutes, or maybe a little more than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So this is another one of those long ones. Didn't mind it too much. Uh, the sense really carries this track too, which sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But this one it does. Uh, it, it makes the it makes the sound look feel a lot more full, and it really helps the melody like a lot. Uh, since the other men's, other instruments kind of like hover around the key signature of the song, so just maybe like one or two notes whereas mm -hmm. like the synth is what kind of really pushes everything forward so like i think that does a really good job a very important layer to the track and i don't know overall i really enjoyed this one i remember when i first got this album like obviously when you when you're like a kid and you buy an album because you like the single or something like that yeah uh so like you know i'm listening to temptation and babylon i'm just like oh yeah these songs are badass i love them uh and then like i start eventually tell myself okay you gotta listen to the rest of the album now <laughs> And Transmission is yeah. one of the songs I came across where I was like, damn, that was actually a really interesting, cool song. I like that. Cool. I mean, that happened Nostalgia. quite a few times in this album, but still, this one. Yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, speaking of Babylon, let's move on to song number eight, Babylon. Another one that I don't remember what it's called, but it, uh, first line, I forgot this song he existed. He says it in the song at the very least. Uh, yeah, I don't, we don't do lyrical analysis. So I just pretend that the singer doesn't exist. You it's always, fair. you're always the one to say like, oh, I heard them sing in the song. So I know that's the title. You always say that you hypocrite. Yeah. Well, never said I wasn't. Season um, four, new host. Apparently. Uh, I don't know. No, it's a uh, new year old me. Um, definitely feels more industrial and far less ethnic than what i would assume and i'm like super down for it i'm cool with it yeah, yeah uh sounds experimental while still keeping their sound with a lot of layers uh fun fact about the song uh this was the very last one they did for the album uh mm -hmm. and so that's probably why they were very experimental with it because as far as they were concerned and as far as i could read they thought they were done with 10 songs Ooh. and i can't remember i didn't read why they had to add this one but they did mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they probably just went a little nutso with it. And that's why it seems it's it's very I don't want to call it minimal, but the, obviously, like, there's literally only two parts of the song. There's the verse and then the chorus, but it just keeps getting more and more intense as it climbs. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like two and a half minutes if you don't include the piano outro. But yeah, um, the song is super fun, super exciting, very, very experimental track. Probably one of them. Aside from I'll, I'll just say now, aside from Aftermath, which is coming up towards the end of the, actually at the end of the album, uh, this is probably the most industrial song they've ever done. Mm -hmm. uh, which again, I'm cool for it too. And obviously, it has that like drum and bass, like super sped up bass at the beginning. So I thought that I, I I've always liked that. I thought that was cool. And like in in hindsight now, being able to look back at like the Tea Party's old albums and then this song and just what a contrast it is mm -hmm. but they made it work though like i could see why some maybe some diehard fans were just like what the actual hell is this yeah but maybe it's because i started with transmission that like 
when I, I listened to that, I liked it. And then I listened to the old stuff. I was like, I like that too. Like, yeah, yeah but if you listen to uh, Temptation, it kind of still has the same vibe. And that was like a big hit off this album too. So, I mean, I, I think these two songs are very different though. Like they're, they're heavy. Yeah. They're heavy. Uh, this one's like faster, definitely. But just like this, there's something about this one that sounds way more raw and just like, yeah, industrial yeah. in the end. Um, but yeah, overall, I do really like the song. The only thing I'll say about it was I kind of wish so the, the 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 song is technically two songs in one because the second half of the song is like this quieter piano weird like little thing called embryo, mm-hmm. uh, and so here's a couple of weird notes about that. First off, um, yeah, apparently they count it as one big song. It's like what four minutes fifty two seconds, but the Babylon's actually just like two thirty two forty something like that. Um, the CD version I had as a kid didn't have it on it, but it listed Babylon as being four and 52 seconds. I remember having my CD player, like I used to take it to school all the time because, hey, listen to CDs, why not? That's before MP3 yeah. players, kids. That's before your phone's kids. See, that's old man Chris coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 young and hip and with it, so I have no idea so. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah you never used a Sony Walkman in your entire life. Uh, but anyways, uh, I would listen to Babylon, like going to school sometimes, like I would listen to the CD sometimes going to school and I thought it was like awesome, loved Babylon, loved listening to it. Um, as the song was fading out, it would get to the end of the song on the counter and then it would start going into negative digits while Embryo was playing. I've never Ooh. seen that before. And I was, I would just always stare at it in amazement. I'm like, how does it do that? How's the time going backwards? Like it was so weird. I, I used to really like that, but now like the uh, vinyl version that I have down here with me uh, only lists Babylon as two minutes and fifty seconds, so they didn't even include Embryo. So like, oh. I was back and forth on whether or not we should technically include it as part of the song, but we did anyways because yeah. that was on Spotify. Um, because I forgot this song existed, uh, I forgot how it was supposed to sound. And I may or may not have judged it along with the piano-ness, and I feel like it may have gotten a higher score if it wasn't there. Uh, uh, I I didn't because I do like both parts. Like, they both yeah. sound good for their own reason. I wish they were separate tracks. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I That's pretty much my point. I wish they were separate tracks. But I didn't changed the score of the song i scored it just the way i wanted it to anyway so mm-hmm. hmm. difference between you and list- me, i guess i'd listen to it again well i didn't realize that it wasn't part of the song so i just gauged it for what it was and because it didn't seem attached or cohesive um i judged it accordingly but uh, i would totally listen to it again like i said i've definitely heard it before so yeah, and Embryo is not even a track on this album, like the the vinyl that I'm looking at right now. Like it's it literally just says Babylon, and then to the next song, Pulse, and there's no time difference at all. So like, what the hell? Interesting. Why would they do this to me? Anyways, I guess we'll move on now since uh, I already said the song. So song number nine, Pulse. Yes, uh, I like the crossfade from Babylon to this one. That was cool. It's a nice little intro. Um, again. This one has end of album vibes, not like last track, but like winding down. And it wasn't like a this track is shit. That's why it's at the end. It just it has this weird feeling of like we're winding down. We're coming to a close. And I actually kind of like that. It's like some weird audible um, like hint or like a cue. And it's weird that some songs have that. But this one to me definitely did. 
it, it's weird because um, I didn't really get that. Although I will say I did, I did write that this one suffers from side B syndrome, mm, which we've yeah. mentioned several times before. And to anyone who doesn't know what that means very quickly, it's just essentially how all the hits are on one side and then the other side kind of falls flat. Not necessarily all the time. That's not necessarily how this album even goes. Yeah, but just like you can often. always tell where the songs later written on in the sessions came in and this felt like one of them to me. Although yeah. I do like the pacing of this track. Everything's kind of like on a 16th note feel. I really like that. Well, the drums are like in a half time feel. So it kind of gives you that like juxtaposition of speed, but yet also being kind of like slower. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, does a good job of keep, keeping the song heavy without being like too wildly energetic. But unfortunately, like yeah, the song just kind of falls a little short for me. It's not entirely memorable. Uh, if mm-hmm. like out of all the songs on the album, if you told me to like tell you what this one sounds like, I probably would struggle as compared to the others. Yeah. So I mean, that's what the, how I feel about the song anyway. Um, well, I do have some insight on what I heard. Um, The guitar tone sounds great. Really enjoy it, especially during the chorus. Uh, The synthy strings during the verse give it a uh, great atmosphere. And I enjoy the percussion. There is some interesting fills and it all kept my attention the entire time. And it being over four minutes, I would have assumed my attention would have died maybe a minute 50. So positive note. I mean... Hey, if you felt that way about it, then that's great. But like, I don't know. I just didn't get that. And to think I've been like, I probably heard this album more than you have. I mean, not this week, but I mean, in general. Yeah, I think like being cognizant of it, probably. I know that I heard it in passing a couple times, like when I was younger than 13. So, And that was 45 years ago. Oh, it hurts. It really hurts. Just, yes. just, just like your hips and back. It really hurts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now your feelings. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's all I kind of have to say about Paul. I'm done picking on you now. I'm, that's all I have to say about Paul's. Uh, fucking liar. No, you're not. But I'm also done with Paul's. Oh, we're back, aren't we? I get to pick on you all over again. I, w- I was kind to you over the holidays and pick on you, but now that we're back, I just got to tear into you a little bit. Ah, of course, of course. That's where the money is, right? That's where, that's where the, the dynamic is. is. We're characters. We're not even real people. We're just characters. I hate Savannah. Ha, ha, ha. Money, please. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't cry when we stop recording. That's no, that's beyond me. Ha, ha. That's ha. factual. <laughs> song number 10, penultimate song now, ignoring Savannah's feelings. Emerald. Yay. I don't know if it's just me, but like, I feel like this song kind of started similar to release. It just kind of had the same sort of like vibe when it started. And I did have to check if I was listening to the album on shuffle. Like it it dies later on, but that's how I felt. Literally my first note, uh, really pretty riffing and chord changes, but this feels like an extension to release. (laughs) Because like, like, perhaps it is because I don't know, it seems a little too coincidental of how similar it is like this couldn't have been done on like by accident like this had to be on purpose maybe it is an extension of the story just kind of like pushed on because again like the two themes of the album are like dystopian future or just dystopian times and uh the afterlife which i think this one definitely has to do with the afterlife for sure because there are some i wasn't reading the lyrics but some of the things i heard were definitely kind of hinted at that so i mean Maybe it is. I don't know. Although release is about apologizing to women or something. So I, I don't really know. <laughs> mm-hmm. if, if, if it was by accident, that feels really strange to me because again, it's just, it's far too similar, but uh, I do like the synth, synth strings in the verse though. I really like that. Uh, it's a nice touch that adds more motion to the song. So that sounds good. 
Uh, and I also like the vocal balancing between the clean and screaming vocals. Like they're kind of like layered on top of each other. It's a great pairing. I love how full it makes the vocals feel. So there was that much to appreciate about it. Um, but surprise, I do like the song more than release. Um, when the chorus kicks in, I really like that. Um, I like that the chorus is a little more kicking than the verse. Um, it just sort of, I don't know. I, I We've reviewed far too many songs where the verse has the energy and then the chorus kind of reins it back a little bit. So it is nice to hear like what you would expect where the chorus is sort of the, the star of it. Um, so I like that. Uh, I would definitely put this on my playlist and I don't understand how this song wasn't a single just listening to it. I'm like this, I think this would have, I don't know if it would have done well at the time it was released, but the chorus definitely has some like radio playing uh, credential, not credentials, but uh, possibilities. But because it sounds so similar to release, I guess release was just gentle enough that it was better to put on the radio, considering that they just had brought out like Temptation, Babylon, yeah. and this was the third single. So, I mean, like you had those two fast, heavy songs. And so having this one, I guess, just was a counterbalance to that. Mm hmm. Well, I like this one. This one was good. Yeah, I think you and I are both the same. And I also like this one better than release. Like, not even yeah. just talking about like ranking of the songs. Like, just generally, like if if this was indeed an extension, this was like a part two. Then I definitely like the part two. Mm hmm. Agreed. Alrighty then, we'll get into the final song now. Uh, the song number eleven, aftermath. Uh, this one, this one caught me by surprise because like this is one of those songs that it's not that it's forgettable, but I just never remember it when I go through the album because I don't often listen to this album front to back. Like I'll, yeah, like anyone would, you pick a handful of tracks that you like, maybe listen to them and that's about it. Yeah. Every once in a while I do. So coming back to this song, I completely forgot how this one went. And like, yeah, it's really dark start to the track too. I was like, oh, this is different. This mm -hmm. is probably the most industrial sounding track they've ever done aside from Babylon. I think this one's even more so because it's just slower. It has like the more industrial sound in like the drums and percussion. Whereas like, um, I feel Babylon had more of a drum and bass type sound. So like, that's what kind of differentiates the two. This one focuses a lot more on like digital sounds and everything and the, the soundscape and just like a lot of ambient noise. So that's why I think it sounds more industrial and I, I like industrial music. So I can kind of point that stuff out sometimes. <laughs> Um, it feels like the end of a concept album. Um, it, uh, it, it is like the typical end of album slow song. Uh, there, yeah, I don't know. It was just there for me. I didn't really find too much. Like I, I was listening to the song and then I kept having to go back to the beginning because either I wasn't paying attention or I was just sort of, maybe it is too ambient for me to really like focus on because like I was just going about my tasks with my headphones on and then I just realized their silence as I like, go oh, shit the album ended and I hadn't even listened to the song at all so I feel like out of the entire album I listened to Aftermath the most just so I could pay attention to it and yeah I it was just there it was there 
Yeah. See, there was a lot I, I appreciated about this track too. Like, first off, I appreciated like having this like kind of quieter, darker track to end the album, considering that there was a lot of energy in this album. So it's nice to come down. At, it's always nice to come down at the end, as cliche as mm-hmm. that might be. So I do enjoy that. Uh, I thought it sounded good because again, I like like industrial style music. So having those elements and they did it pretty well too. I mean, like especially for like you know the late '90s, your mid to late '90s. So I mean, that's really cool. I like that. Uh, Jeff had has this like tired low tone style of vocal in this one and actually i think that fits well with the theme of the end of the song and being an album ender as well so everything about that Mm -hmm. sounded really cool and just like yeah even with his voice sounding so frail like it it still sounded really good i i like the way it sounds he's just got a great tone he's got a great voice all together like he's he's got that true rock star voice in my opinion like Mm -hmm. he's canadian so hey that's cool yeah and it's it's his name is jeff martin not jim morrison just so everybody knows. Exactly. No, none of this doors bullshit. You can Google oh pictures God. and probably think it's like a reincarnation, the, but I. The comparisons are wild and I, they're yeah, so accurate. <laughs> but I, yeah, he, he doesn't want to give the tea party. So I can't ever imagine him doing some sort of like doors tribute act or anything like that. Yeah. What yeah. if he actually really hates the doors? Like we don't know that, do we? <laughs> but he just doesn't tell anyone because it's like some sort of rock and roll blasphemy to say that. So like, he's just like, oh yeah, doors, they're, they're pretty cool. But like, Meanwhile, he, he gets home and like punches a punching bag with Jim Morrison's picture on it. And and the reason that he lives in Australia now is so nobody will ask him about Jim Morrison. He had to flee the country. <laughs> yeah, and he had he had to fly what like 23, 24 hours away. Oh my god. It's a fucking impossibly long flight. So uh, I remember when I went to go see um the tea party, as I said earlier, I went to see them at the Sound of Music Festival. And Jeff Martin, uh, the whole band, or I think it was just Jeff anyway, had just flown in from Australia, was completely jet lagged. He's like, well, let's do the show. <laughs> he, he he looked exhausted, but he sounded and played fantastic. So I guess that's all that mattered. <laughs> uh, throw on the sunglasses. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But yeah, with Aftermath, like I do appreciate how atmospheric it is. I really like that kind of stuff, especially towards the end. And just it's a great come down and just like you have nothing more to expect after this. So yeah. good placement on the album. Good tone of the song good song all together i like it and i know that you apparently didn't uh well you know what um agree to disagree never okay as we always tend to do anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways that does bring us to the end of the review for tea party's transmission so thank you very much for making it this far into the this episode if you did and if you have made it this far make sure you let us know in the comments of wherever you're listening audio video doesn't really matter there's a comment section everywhere let us know what you think of this song or these songs this whole album just uh, did you listen to it let us know what you think but of course there's always more to tell us because there's two more things we got to do first we got to rank the songs yeah uh, the first time doing this in forever and I got to remember how we do this because I forget everything that we ever do. But I, what I do remember is above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, but there's going to be more names because song names have to go there, blah, blah, blah. Worst to best or at least least favorite to favorite. I, yeah. There was not really a song I hated on this album. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my list. There's I have preferences, obviously, but I didn't hate anything. Yeah. Um. I my list is what it is, and I don't think we're gonna have any matches. Neither do I. Great way to start season oh, four. Fantastic. So the only way this is going to be the perfect review is if we get no matches and B tier it. <laughs> All right, I can't wait. 
Well, we find out now then as I pick up my pencil to write down your responses. And I found my mini pencil, by the way, the one I've been using for like three seasons now. Towards the end of season nice. three, I lost it, but I found it again. I'm going to use this thing down to the fucking nub. Nice. You are a nerd. Okay, let's let's Excellent. move on. Enough, enough about your damn pencil. There's no eraser on it. Number 11, <laughs> Pulse. Aftermath. That was After, kind of obvious. Afterbirth. <laughs> Number 10, Release. The Babylon. Did the, the, the piano ending fuck up the score for you that much? Uh, it did because I thought it was an entire song. And I was like, this. I didn't like this very much. But whatever. It is what it is. What am I going to do? Go back and change it now? Who knows? It, I may have actually knocked it down from a C to a C minus if I changed the score. I was going to say, we're, we're recording right now, which means I could literally stop and let you change the score. I'm not doing that. No problem. Number nine, alarm. Ring the alarm. Release. Release. Yeah, that was my number 10, wasn't it? Damn it. Uh, number eight, Emerald. Transmission. Transmission. Have you checked your transmission recently? Oh, yeah. anyways, funny joke. Number seven, Aftermath. Gyroscope. Or how the, how the Greeks say, Euro. Y- y- Euro, Euro, yeah, Euro. I want to say Euro, and I'm like, wait, that's not right. Isn't Anyways, uh, I'm saying it like E U R O. Yeah, but isn't that how you pronounce like the food, Euro. though? Anyway, I don't know. I'm English. I bastardize every word I say. And you colonize everything. Number yes. six, psychopomp. Army ants. Well, we really aren't going to have match. Like it's like complete no. opposites everywhere. No, we are so fucked. Uh, we have like one and it's it's the song temptation but let's see where it ends up coming up it's not here because my number five is transmission and mine's temptation so it's not here at all <laughs> nice no <laughs> uh sorry i almost wrote tempta- uh, temptation yes that's what i want to write i feel like you're gonna be surprised at my number one though so that's that's all right uh, maybe i mean doesn't seem too surprising right now uh number four army ants Pulse. Halls. That was my number 11. Well, then again, I mean, I haven't even said Babylon yet, and that was like your number 10. Yeah, no, uh, this is pretty much flipped. Yeah. Number three, gyroscope. Uh, psychopomp. Psychopomp. Number two, temptation. Number two is alarm. I like that one. Alarm. And I mean, my number one's not a surprise since I said I used to listen to this all the time on the way to school. Number one, Babylon. Emerald. I like that song a lot. It was that didn't, good. Didn't necessarily surprise me. Well, the flipped lists aggravates me. But uh, then again, I did say we weren't going to have a match. So I guess I also uh, agree. All in all, all in all, I was correct. Just me, only me. If you really want to take that, that's fine. I do. Thank you. I will get, I'm friendly and it's the beginning of season four. I will give you this one. You get one per like, season. <laughs> I would like to feast on the scraps you provide. Thank you. You hand in your wild card in episode one of the se- brand new season. <laughs> it's like now you're fucked for the rest. Anyways, uh, we ranked the songs and obviously we're terrible at doing that. So let's see how bad we are at rating the record. So let's check Ooh. it out now. Transition screens. 
Okay, we haven't seen this in a while. The album rating screen. I mean, like, how could you possibly miss that B tier? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, what are what are we third on their third row now? Uh, yeah, third row, uh, almost halfway. Again, to anyone watching the video version, we don't see the the rating screen anymore. There's your fourth wall break right there. We just mm. kind of talk and then I do it in post and everything like that. So it's all good. But regardless, you can see it. You know where we're at. And also uh, to those of you who watched season three, uh, last season we had crowned a new number one. And just in case you missed the episode, episode 61, Rush is 21-12, sitting at the top of the mountain. No controversy this time. Not tied for first. Now, now Tool and Mr. Bungle can argue for silver medal. That's fine because Rush yeah. is officially number one noted dispute nice so excited yeah like even though i picked the album you can at least be happy that it's rush yes yes and i am well now we have to see if the tea party will be up in the a tier will they end up in the b tier we have no idea yet and we're about to find out and i'm gonna make savannah go first because i chose the album Oy. Okay, well, I'm not too embarrassed about my score. Um, the Tea Party has really always been like hit and miss with me. Uh, their singles are good. There's always some hidden gems for the most part. But I stick with what I know. Um, this album to me was a surprise. Although, like I said, I've heard it before at least two decades ago. Not bad. Not bad. 78.09 came out a lot stronger than I thought going in. Very happy with it. I stand by it. 78.09. Divide yep, yep. that by two. Just got to get the score going on my uh, calculator here. Uh, that's cool because I, I, this was another one of those things, kind of like with Rush and everything, where I was like, I know you like the band. I know you're not yep. going to hate the album. I don't know how much you're going to love it, though. So mm-hmm. uh, in my head, I was guessing at least like 76, 77. I didn't say that, but that was like my initial guess in my head. I probably should have said yeah. that at the beginning. If I have like an idea of where I think it's going to oh, be. yeah. Despite the fact our lists were polar opposites. Oh, my God, yes. At least our scores are close enough because mine came out to 82.72. So... Let me just say this, because this is this is a historic episode. No, it's not a new number one, but I, I now have off. 10 albums that I have the top 10 albums of the show now because this came out to 80.40. Oh, my God. That's that's above a perfect circle. Ooh. Yes. Oh, oh my God. So it's going to go above a perfect circle. Oh, my God. That's our that's our top. That's like just out of the top five. How the fuck did that happen? Ooh. I don't know. It's good scores. Controversial. Good scores all around. But you know what? I own the top 10. I have you the entire bitch. A tier. I've, I've kicked out Rage Against the Machine. I am the best musical tasting host here. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I hate uh, this. I don't even know if we're back in right now, but that's okay. I'll, I'll just act oh, like we are me. anyways. Because, man, A yeah. tier. No, we ended... Uh, the season uh, season three with two eight tiers in a row, and now this is our hat trick where we start season four with an eight tier album. Chris owns the top ten. Chris owns the A tier. I mean, I've I've owned the A tier for the entirety of the podcast, but still, I own the top ten. Go you ahead, know, talk shit. I dare you. No, I I literally can't. Um, I am just upset. Um, I am disappointed. And I don't think I'll be able to look at myself in the mirror again, ever. Like, honestly, recording this right now, I shouldn't even have my self view because I am just too embarrassed to even look at myself. My 
not only am I not choosing albums that you're pushing to the A tier, I'm pushing your albums to the A tier. Hell yeah. Like, ay, ay, ay. Like, thank you for introducing some albums that, like, I'm aware of but never listened to. So you kind of forced it upon me. Well, against my will, I suppose. Um, but, like, the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's just the way it works, I guess. And I, I, I oh, the best part about it is like it doesn't. I don't necessarily sit there. I'm like, what is she going to like rank highly? I don't sit there and think about that. Like I just think about things I like and would like to like listen to again. So this is my excuse to do it. And you just so happen to like it too, at least ten times. God damn it! Oh, uh, don't. I got nothing. Just outro yourself. You'll you'll get something on the A tier eventually. Don't worry about no, it. No, I probably won't. I pick things that I. Uh, oh, this is the season where that terrible. one picks coming up. That's probably going in the D tier. I think it's like April, March or April, so a couple months to prepare. Well, I mean, that's then, and this is now. We've A tiered the tea parties transmission. So hey, the B B tier jokes. We can't even start the season with that because I mean. We ate you an album. So if you made it this far through the episode and ranked the songs and rate the record with us, thank you very much for watching, listening, whatever you've done. Uh, again, let us know what you thought about the album down in the comments of wherever you're listening. Audio, video, there's comments everywhere. Let us know. You can also let us know on our social medias or whatever. Over on ratetherecord.ca, that's where you'll find all the links to all the streaming links, all the social medias. Uh, the album request link, if you want to request the album, we'll do it. Uh, maybe you'll get an A-tier album too. Who knows? Savannah's trying to. Maybe you will as well. Hey, Tomahawk came close. Uh, and also, the album giveaway. Remember, we are giving away records. It came close, but you picked it. <laughs> I, no, didn't it pick Tom, I, I didn't pick oh, Tomahawk. Oh, thank God. That was a request. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry for interrupting. Okay. Thank God. Oof. I will say, initially, I did pick it, but then someone requested it, so then I counted it as a request. Because, But we were going to do it much later in our calendar, but because it was requested, I pushed it way the fuck further to the front of the line. Either way, I still imagine it is your pick, and it might as well be. So, so upsetting. Anyways, it's on rate the record. Yeah, and again, album request, request an album. Go ahead and do that. And we're also giving away records. Remember, we are doing that right now. Contest is actively live down in the description below over on rate the record.ca. There's a link for the album giveaway this month for January 2023. It is Radiohead's OK Computer. So if you want to participate, Ooh. make sure you click that link, check it out, fill it out. Make sure you read the rules too. Very important. They're not. It's not that yes. long. It only takes like a minute. Read them because. You might not get the record depending on where you are. Right now, we are trying to fix that, but for now. Yeah. Sorry about that. We're, I mean, we don't really have a huge budget for this. So, I mean, we can't spend tons and tons of money on shipping. Yes. And uh, just over the last little bit, I think pretty much since 2020, shipping has just gone through the roof. So, uh, unfortunately, we kind of started this a little late to get some good shipping rates. So. Sorry, guys. Damn me being in college, and that's the only reason why we held up podcast off for so long, because we wanted to wait until it was done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had to graduate and all that shit. And but anyways, I dropped out. Exactly. You were gone, like, a few months before the end. Uh, we don't have to dig yeah. into that anyway. You Either know, way. You brought it up. I did. Anyways, yeah, so let us know what you thought about the album. Uh, so I, I'm pretty stoked, and I, I know you are too. As much as you hate to admit it, you at least liked the album enough that you uh, helped push it up there with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I am disappointed only because I am contributing to your uh, not-so-humble bragging. Um, and uh, I I would listen to this album again. like Because you already like the Tea yeah. Party anyway. Yeah, I know. I feel like you prey on my uh my my good nature and my 
fantastic hearing for good albums. You're like, oh, she'll like this one. We're going to get this in the A tier. When we started season, you uh, we see tiered the album I did last year. We're starting season three. That was the kills. Yeah, well, it deserved it. See. They can all be bangers, but the top 10 are at the very least. So, yeah, before just before we let you go and you can go off and enjoy this album if you haven't done so yet, uh, we do like to give a little sneak peek of what to expect next week. And uh, next week, maybe Savannah chose an A-tier album. I don't know, Ah, but she chose something. Knowing me, she probably didn't. B-minus at best. (laughs) Next week, we have a band that is named after a phrase used in aviation. That's it. That's the clue. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what to, uh, Mayday. I don't know. Uh, yes. Isn't there like, like Mayday Parade? There we go. Emo music. That's what we're doing. Uh, no, we're going to be doing Sneaker Pimps because they have that really cool song called Mayday. So I like that. So we're going to be doing sure. Sneaker Pimps next week. We're going to be okay, listening to some we're not. UK trip hop. We're doing it. That is not what we're doing. It's a good song. I don't care. Anyways, okay. uh, if you can somehow decipher that little code there, then maybe you'll know what we're doing next week. But until then, go listen to some awesome music like the Tea Party's Transmission album. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you again next time. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.